0: Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Hey folks, welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM. I'm Ken Lewis on staff with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. And my guest today is Mary Ibargwin. Mary, welcome to Heart of the Athlete.
1: Thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me again.
0: Yeah, you've been on several times now, right? Yeah.
1: We've had some fun conversations. Oh, yeah. We've
0: talked (laughs) and of course, Mary, folks, is the the head women's soccer coach at Northwest Nazarene University. How many years you've been at NNU, Mary?
1: Ten now. Isn't that crazy? This fall is my 11th year. Wow. Yeah. A decade. Yeah, you're, you're into the, your fun. second decade. Oh my god! <laughs> I know when I try to talk to the girls about when I was in college, now they just roll their eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow, that's exciting! So we're yeah, we're really excited to have you on here. I know we've talked about soccer before. You know, you've been involved in FCA, uh, FCA camps, and uh, and of course, your your dad played football over at Linfield. Yep, and. Uh, Man, a great little story there, right?
1: Yeah, back in the seventies and he became a Christian. He was already married to my mom and he went to for free dinners to FCA dinners and became a Christian and then a couple years later my mom became a Christian. Then hmm. they're raising us as new Christians. Mm-hmm. As a child I didn't realize how how challenging that probably was for them, but mm-hmm. pretty cool to they changed the whole trajectory of their family. Yeah.
0: That conversion, that transformation. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting. It started
1: with the seed being planted with FCA for my dad, and then it, yeah. it grew from there.
0: Yeah. So college ministry, you know, uh, all these ministries are important, and and uh, the opportunity to see Jesus transform the life like your dad was is yeah, so cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and and you've been involved in our camps, but I know usually our big camp that's on Indian Youth Campus. Lots of times you've got recruiting going on or some big tournaments different mm-hmm. places and so i know it's kind of been hit and miss and of course the last couple of years you've you've had a had a baby <laughs>
1: yeah right and you're pregnant again i am pregnant again yeah we had i was due september 21 with our son and you know the story of he he passed away from trisomy 18
0: and we got to, you got to tell that story on the station on yeah. on heart of the athlete
1: pretty neat and then And then my daughter Naomi was born September 22. And now I'm due again September 23, everybody. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. So (laughs) 21,
0: 22, and 23. Yes,
1: my body. And I'm 37 years old. So my body's ready to be done, I think. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Yeah. So we're excited, though. Another girl.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you you. That's awesome.
0: Well hey folks, you know, talking about camps, we wanna we're gonna we wanna get in and talk to to Mary about some things here today and but also we want to give you some updates on some camps coming up. So you can go to our website, fcaidaho.org, and get all the info and you can register there. But next Saturday, uh, John Bates is a former Boise State tight end who's with the Washington Commanders now. He'll be at a FCA football camp in Ontario. And then moving ahead to the right after Memorial Day weekend, we've got a functional fitness Camp over in Fruitland—it's a youth camp—and functional fitness, folks, is kind of the—it's the CrossFit term that you got to use if you're not in in CrossFit. So hopefully, I'm not even violating any things right now by saying CrossFit. But anyway, (laughs) functional fitness camp there for youth, and then also a two-day wrestling camp at at Columbia High School on June 2nd and 3rd, and then we've got a baseball and softball camp running at the same time uh, at the same place there at Napa Christian, uh, June 5th through the 8th excited about that and then also a youth tennis camp the same dates this well the 6th through the 8th over in fruitland and then a golf camp as well for youth in payette june 6th through the 8th so and then the archery camp the following week in fruitland for youth june 13th 14th and 15th and then finally the northwest sc sport camp held on your campus there mary at nnu in Nampa. Uh, That's for incoming seventh graders through twelfth graders, and I think we got twenty sports now. We're adding. uh,
1: It's getting big. It's awesome.
0: Archery this year at the big camp, and then also we're trying to add mountain biking. Oh wow! You know, part of our mission is every athlete, yeah, every coach, and so we are just trying to you know reach more folks and uh, and any any anybody that does competition. So, uh, so folks. FCAidaho.org, you can get all the information. If you got questions, you can contact us, email us, or, or text. Our contact info is there. And we'd love to get you the info that you need. So. Well, hey, folks, we're gonna uh, Mary and I are gonna talk today about you know things going on. Obviously, you've been coaching. How long you've been coaching? Total women's soccer, college women's soccer,
1: college women's soccer, fifteen years.
0: Fifteen years. Yeah. Okay. Did you coach high school soccer before that? Or no, I was writers? doing
1: club before that. Okay. Yeah.
0: And uh, so today we're gonna be talking about all this stuff going on in women's sports right now, and kind of this invasion of, uh, well, I don't know if it's a complete invasion, but of uh, males. That have a feeling that they think that they're female. So anyway, if you have any sensitive ears, you know, cl- any younger children that might be close by that are listening, you know, we're going to be talking about some different things that might. We don't know exactly everywhere we're going to talk about today, do we, Mary? <laughs> yeah. But, we,
1: but there'll be good, tough com- conversations to yeah. have
0: with kids. So a lot of things have been going on lately, you know, in the news. Uh, of course, like with Riley Gaines, the swimmer from University of Kentucky. And uh, I know I I thought of you a few weeks ago when all that came down, when she was speaking at San Francisco State University, where you actually, you you coached there, right? Yes. And you got your master's there. I
1: was getting my master's there, and I switched to a different master's, yeah. But I was at San Francisco State from 2008, 2009, 2010 seasons of soccer as an assistant coach. And was getting my masters, believe it or not, in two thousand eight in women and gender studies at San Francisco State. Quickly realized a semester in that I wasn't the type of female leader they were <laughs> they were wanting to include and prayed a lot about it and ended up switching to sports management and going to the coaching route. And yeah, but that's where Riley Gaines was speaking recently and speaking out against males in her in swimming. Yeah, and in the NCAA, and she got attacked and had to stay in a room for three hours while they. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, people were <laughs> yeah, upset with her trying to uphold the opportunities for women in sports. Yeah. Right. That's. I think that's what she was there yeah, to talk about. Yeah,
1: mainly her her story is that she had to compete against Leah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Thomas.
0: Will Thomas, Thomas. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like to call him Will <laughs> Thomas. Go. Yeah. Because um, he's, he's a guy. Yeah.
0: Right? We were just talking about and, and in, in the deep in their DNA and the chromosomes, they're still male.
1: And that's the hardest thing of the space of we're, how do we balance people's broken hearts and their confusion and whatever they're mm-hmm. going through. And like you said earlier, we can't, maybe some are, are just looking for an advantage. We talked about the marathon runner that maybe was trying to make a point and ran one weekend in the men's marathon and then one in the women's and crush the women's marathon and or if they really are having some gender dysphoria and confusion and, and really just lost how do we meet that with love and mm-hmm. meet that with compassion that christ mm-hmm. would with still truth that Well, you can't take space of of women's sports. And that's my big fear. Uh, Obviously, sports has been my my whole life. I've played soccer my whole life. It gave me the opportunity to go to Fresno State and play and afford college and give me opportunities, you know, my whole profession now. And I've seen women leaders come out of sports because that's what it does. It creates leaders. And my biggest concern is taking away opportunities of future women leaders and the opportunities of competition and that awesome feeling of standing up on a podium that was taken from Riley Gaines mm-hmm. because at the NCAA swimming event, um a male took it from her and yeah trying to navigate that space of what do we do as Christians what do we do um at the at the at the lowest levels is the you know not on the front stage where everyone's watching but at your kids high school track meet what do we do how -hmm. do we stand up how do we we've been talking the slogan we're gonna make sure it's hold the hold the line hold the line yeah um how do we hold the line and how how do we stay with our with truth Mm -hmm. while still being loving and what i've been dealing with lately or, or wrestling with is letting go a little bit of um if i speak in love but also with truth of hey an XX chromosome is a lot different than an XY chromosome. Your whole makeup is different. And that's mm-hmm. why we had Title IX created, mm-hmm. to have opportunity for women to compete fairly. While still showing our love, then if someone, I can't control if someone wants to label me hateful still, if I am really examining my my words and my actions mm-hmm. um, and how, you know, and praying for this community. Um, and... You know, I think as Christians, we got to let go a little bit of what we get labeled as.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, lots of things to talk about here. <laughs> but I was thinking about the, you know, the, the going back just just briefly. Give us a, just a brief s- summary for our listeners and history of why Title IX was created in the first place. Because I think we got to go back to that and yeah. and the, it really sheds light to what's going on now the the you know the the discrepancy yeah. that that is is really apparent right now
1: yeah it was one of the things i was studying in women gender studies was i had this i've always had a passion for women's sports and the history of women's sports and how to create as much opportunity for women as possible through sport because it's proven that more leaders come out of sports higher women come out with higher Levels of jobs when they're athletes, so it it creates in in our females uh, leadership. It mm-hmm. creates. I mean, we could. I mean, the FCA talks about this all the time, but right. we're talking about our future female leaders as well. So one of the things that was fascinating to me about the history of Title IX is women were finding a love for sports <laughs> and competing and realizing. I mean, it goes all the way back. I read an a thing about the bike being invented, the bicycle. And women weren't allowed to ride them originally. Hmm. And the fight, even women had to want to ride bikes. And there's this cool, I, I wish I remembered her name, but this cool statement from an activist back then of her um, saying the freedom she felt in riding a bike and being able to have the wind in her hair. And anyway, <laughs> it was like the beginning of right. feeling sports right. and feeling that adrenaline and... um you know, looking back at the history of Title IX, is women wanted to compete in in male sports, and that was the only space available. And when they tried to compete, it there wasn't space for them because right. you can't compete against a bigger, stronger, faster. And women were realizing they wanted access to sport, and so it took a lot of activism and hard work and to fight for equal access to sport, all the way through equal funding, all the way through to locker room space. I mean, it's a still a place in some to things. play and change. And, yes. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it went all the way, even though Title IX was in the 70s, it you know, all the way into the late 90s, women were still trying to get equal equipment, equal access to locker rooms, funding to go travel and do things. And so we've come such a far way, awesome, where we've seen all these women get... Access to education, because that's a big part of it for me too, is you know, I, I got to go play at Fresno State because I got a soccer scholarship. And that access to education through sport is huge. And that's something Title IX protects, mm-hmm. um, where equal amount of women to men compared to what the college um, percentage is. So the whole history of Title IX was women wanting to compete in their own space fairly because they couldn't compete with men. Mm-hmm. And although there's lots of little things wrong with Title IX in general, it's given women the opportunity to go to college and at the highest level and play at these sports level. I mean, it's we could go on about how awesome comp- competing is right. and teaching women mm-hmm. uh, to be leaders, and, it, and sports just teaches a lot of stuff. So, so now, <laughs> where do we go if if that space now is? It goes into a lot of questions about Title IX. Do you count? How do you count numbers?
0: <laughs> right. It's it's really hypocritical, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. for because because we've we've talked about in the past, you know, where are the where are those where are the women that helped stood up for those rights and helped mm-hmm. raise that flag and mm-hmm. and blew that trumpet and kept in fighting for these things, but then now, as we're letting men. Mm-hmm because they feel like they're
1: mm-hmm.
0: a woman or a girl that we're letting them even boys compete in, against girls and so it's really i mean it's really hypocritical of of people not to stand up they're fighting for women's rights but then not, but then to say no you know it's the whole thing that they were getting started in the first
1: place yeah and and the truth is the small small minority that support biological males competing against biological females, a very small minority, are loud, aggressive, and scary. And so the majority who are like, wait a second, this doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. My fifteen year old daughter's gonna go against your fifteen year old son in wrestling or in, you know
0: track. They're they're playing point guard on that team that we're playing against. What's
1: happening here? And I think we need to stop being scared on our, our the majority needs to stop being scared. Yeah. Um because uh if we if our loud numbers speak there's not much they can do but when it's just a fraction of us trying to speak up it gets hard so we need to hold the line. Yeah. <laughs> In a loving way. Yeah. You know, and want space cuz you know, here's the angle that's really hard for me is is the angle the trans activists are taking is everyone should have access to sport. And I 100% agree with that. Everyone should have access to sport. They do have access to sport in their biological gender. Right. And if they're uncomfortable with that, they're deciding to take space of people and take access away from someone else who has nowhere else to go, a female, because we don't talk about this the opposite. What we're really talking about is transgender women, mm-hmm. That m- meaning biological men right. who are being women. When do we ever talk about transgender men? Because women transitioning to men aren't going in winning races. They're not going in winning sports. You know what they're doing? They're staying in female sports taking testosterone. So it's just this women's sports are getting just on both ends crushed. There's a Canadian women's soccer player who considers herself a man who plays on the women's national team. Well, why aren't you playing on the men's if you're a man? Because she can't. Mm -hmm. So we're really talking about an attack on women's sports. Right, it's
0: an attack on women.
1: And it's so we're really talking about Transgender women, not transgender men, because they can't because those are biological women. They can't compete, and and so this access to sport lie that they're trying to give right. is quite frustrating for me. Because of course everyone's going to say, "Oh wait, yeah, I believe everyone should have access to sport." That's what well, that's a false statement because they do have access to sport in their biological gender, and then their feelings or their confusion. Don't get to trump a female's access to sport now, mm-hmm. and it 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 worries me for how far this is going to go if the majority don't start holding the line. Right, if they
0: keep being silent.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I get it. It's scary.
0: I know we were talking about uh, earlier before we got on. We were talking about the different examples of what's going on, and we you know there's the there was the the weightlifter in New Zealand who went to the Olympics. We recently just had an American cyclist that won a cycling event in Europe. Of course, Riley Gaines, well, with the Will Thomas situation. And and uh,
1: there's tons more. that yeah. I mean, just in the Pacific Northwest, there was a cross-country runner in the Big Sky Conference, I believe. Yeah,
0: University of Montana.
1: That yeah. won. Uh, a male won the females cross-country.
0: Right, and there was two gals off the, the cross-country team at Idaho State that... Um, that they started some litigation against that because they didn't think that was fair, yeah. and some it had something to do with the state of Idaho and allowing, yeah. not allowing, you yeah. know, guys that feel like they're girls mm-hmm. to, to, to compete. So, yeah. and then you going deeper into the the New Zealand situation that with the weightlifter, that you know obviously there's all if, if a guy is feeling their girl and they're on a team or or in individual sport. And they go to a, the next level of competition—the regionals, or you know, the Olympics, or whatever world championships—they're knocking off, they're excluding, they're bumping off, you know, that oh. third place or seventh place or whatever, you know, down for a, a, a for a woman. Yeah. In this, tell us a little bit about the situation in New Zealand. Yeah,
1: New Zealand. I wouldn't be able to pronounce her name very well, but the woman who got bumped out of going to the Olympics was. What in Australia? Was it Aborigine? Yeah. And um, would have been the first of her whole area to To be an Olympic athlete. To to be an Olympic athlete. And here's this minority female who has fought her whole time to be able to, you know, she trained and to be able to go to the Olympics and represent her culture and to, you know, (laughs) all her hard work. And and it was um, replaced by a biological white male, which I find ironic (laughs) Um, in the community that is fighting the patriarchy, that we're letting white males be women of the year and women cross-country winners and women this, women that. It feels almost like a little joke (laughs) or like everyone's going to say gotcha at the end, but that's confusing to me as we're talking about men taking up space of women's.
0: Yeah, Jill Biden and... uh Anthony Blinken and Secretary of State they honored the woman of the year which was a a guy actually mm-hmm. who thought it he was feeling as a woman yeah. from South America Argentina I believe and yeah. honoring them so I mean we look at this and go this is there's something way wrong yeah. with this right
1: yeah and then the question is then okay so we all if we all acknowledge okay this is wrong we can go into all the science behind how XY chromosome from the time you're 10 weeks old in the womb creates more muscles, more, your limbs are different, your everything you're biologically just at an advantage, speed, height. I mean, I mean, the numbers don't lie. If you look at track times for men and women and all that stuff. So if we all acknowledge the, the blatant truth of there's an advantage, then it's okay. What do we do with that? Are we okay with that? Because we're trying to honor people's feelings Mm And, and my, you know, I th- I think the biggest thing is people n- more and more need to start standing up, mm-hmm. and it's scary because we talked about that, that in Vermont that high school Christian um, the Christian high school high, yeah the Christian high school refused basketball play. team play refused to play and then now the state principals association banned them for next year's tournaments. Um, so that's the repercussions
0: that that school yeah, was taking so it is taking. So then that yeah. makes
1: it it helps. What's what's ironic to me? It's telling women to sit down and shut up. Yeah, and that's what everything we've been fighting against. Um, so the real thing is now people being bold in it in a kind way. Mm-hmm. How do we do it and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, I want my women, my daughter, to have access," right? Without saying anything hateful, without saying right any mean attack, but just saying the truth.
0: Yeah, as Christians, we need to stand up for the truth and for biblical truth. You know, Jesus pointed back to Genesis. You know, Paul pointed back to Genesis and and the scriptures in Genesis. So if Jesus did that, yeah, then we should too. And we need to stand up for for what what's what's in the Bible. And um, yeah, it, there's a, there's a lot to this, and I know we're running out of time. We've got about a minute left here, so. Mary, any closing thoughts today? I know we, we probably we need to schedule another time. There's a lot more we to do, talk about.
1: <laughs> um, just mainly just with your kids, with your spouse, be prayerful. I'm trying to do that more and more because I can get caught in the worry and in the fight of female sports, and I have to just stop and breathe mm-hmm. and be prayerful right. and say, God, what do you want me to say about this? How right. do you want me to stand yeah. up? How do I protect truth and right. protect access for females that's right and and i think we start with we need to start with prayer Lots and together yeah yep. and that's a community and ask,
0: asking the lord his holy spirit to to be there with us with our words like you were saying earlier and uh and for us to get back into the bible right yeah. Yeah. and uh i know the back in the 90s and the early 2000s a lot of churches were trying to stay away from creation evolution kinds of things because it, it, they said wow it's kind of controversial and if it's you know, but it all kind of goes back to Genesis, and and so I think a lot of a lot of churches were throwing that out and saying, "Oh, we don't want to touch that because it's controversial," and 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 so what have we done? We've we've stopped looking at at the Word of God for
1: for our answers and yep, our truth. for our answers, yep. yeah. So,
0: well, Mary, this has been so fun today to talk <laughs> about this uh, because it's important and uh, it's it's right in our faces, and uh, and. We uh, folks we're we're praying for you, and uh, just just let us know if you're dealing with any of these issues and thinking about these things, and maybe it's closer to your family mm-hmm. um, or you've encountered this, you know mary and i we're we're praying for you. and um, so Mary, thanks for taking time today. I know you got a busy yeah, okay. schedule, thanks, but okay. thanks for taking time for being on heart of the athlete today.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening today.